Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear sober shares. Happy birthday to you. Welcome to the one year anniversary show of Sober Shares Podcast. This is episode 42, The Birthday Show. The purpose of this show is to allow you free access to alcoholism recovery success stories. These deep dive talks are guaranteed to inspire and entertain you. You will have a front row seat to each guest's recovery journey and hear how they attained hope and healing. My goal is to entertain and enrich you with valuable life tools that will help make your sober experience easier and more serene. My name is Michael and I'm an alcoholic and I have been sober since October 10th of the year 2000. I am a member of the world's largest 12-step recovery program. Sober Shares is not an official Alcoholics Anonymous podcast, but I am a believer in the 12 steps and the recovery that they have brought my family. I started the show to highlight the dramatic and inspiring stories I have been hearing in recovery meetings for decades and want to bring those messages of hope directly to you. I am glad you were here, and I hope you find what you are looking for. This podcast is supported by listeners like you. I want to ask you to consider making a donation to the show so I can continue to make top-notch quality episodes for you. As of right now, I am a one-man show, and it takes a large amount of work and time to bring you each episode. So please consider making a donation by clicking the Donate button on our website, SoberShares.com. I would like to take this opportunity to mention a few of our listeners by name who went to SoberShares.com and clicked the Donate button to help support the show. Thank you, William J., Thank you, David S. Thank you, Robert N. Thank you, Scott R. Thank you, Adam Z. Thank you, Elizabeth B. And a big thank you to Candace. So thank you all for donating. You're definitely helping. We love you. Thank you for that. I want to move on to some listener feedback. This is given to us by Anonymous. Here we go. Hi, Mike. I don't know how I found your podcast but I'm beyond grateful that I did. I've listened to every episode, some twice. I just had my one-year no-alcohol birthday on 8-3, by the grace of God and your podcasts and guests and their other tools. I've listened to hundreds of hours of AA podcast. Sober Shares is my favorite, of course. My ego has never let me step foot into an actual AA meeting. I just listened to your most recent podcast on Sunday, And you were inquiring who was listening and if the podcast was making a difference. Today, my mom passed away. Thankfully, I'm learning how to deal with life on life's terms through AA and your podcast. I've fallen in love with the principles of AA. My words are probably not making a lot of sense. And maybe you could help me understand why I can't seem to bring myself to go to a physical meeting when I love the principles so much. I guess the answer is the disease of alcoholism. Your guests have experienced so much, and today, when I was going through all the crazy emotions with my mother passing away, I thought of them and how they managed through all the tough stuff. Thank you so much for all you do, and your podcast is a major blessing. Keep up the great work. P.S. Thank your wife and son for sharing your time and talent with us. Much love and gratitude. Anonymous. This next piece of feedback is from Brittany. She says, Love this podcast. I don't have Facebook, but I am here listening since January, and I'm all caught up. 
Today, I have 28 days sober. Thanks for being you. I'm in San Diego, and every time you share a little bit about getting clean in Southern California, I feel more and more connected to exactly where I am. In gratitude, B. This next feedback is from Scott R. Hi, I just found your podcast. It's really good. Clancy I was one of the first circuit speakers I ever heard. His message resonated that if alcohol is your problem, you aren't an alcoholic. I came to AA thinking I was crazy after spending the day before fighting off serious thoughts of suicide. I went to a meeting the next day and stole a big book and took it home to read it. I knew I was in the right place when I read terror, bewilderment, frustration, despair. Real alcoholics will understand. Then I read about men and women losing control, unable to stop once we start, and unable to stop starting. I blacked out the first time. I drank like many parents, like the entire working class of the town I came from. To diagnose me, I had to diagnose many people. My sister, brother, and I passed 100 years sober combined this year. My sponsor was like Clancy, a firm believer in alcoholism is more of the mind than the body. I had to learn to change how I thought and acted by pursuing the spiritual awakening from then on. I actually had a spiritual experience on October the 1st, 1988. That meeting I stole my first big book was October the 2nd, 1988. I have not had a drink or a drug since, but I've had thoughts of control. So I keep coming. I am active in the Back to Basics movement now. We do it online since the pandemic. I attend AA meetings online six to seven times a week. I am the sharing partner of several folks offering what insight I can into how the steps worked for me. After Clancy, I listened to a couple more episodes. I'm going to stick around and be a regular listener. I put in a friend request on the Sober Shares podcast group on Facebook. Thank you for your work. People are listening. This next feedback is from Elizabeth B. I feel like this. I was dragging around and being dragged by big bottles of wine. I could not go anywhere or do anything without thinking about alcohol 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. The mental obsession is real. Now that would be a good t-shirt, lol. Now I am free. I think it happened before my third month of sobriety. I have been graced with hope, which stands for hold on pain ends. This next piece of feedback comes directly from our website, SoberShares.com. Great interviews. I love the more in-depth interviews that this podcast offers. I regularly look to see if there are any new episodes available. All the episodes have helped me stay committed to my recovery. Thank you, Bill J. I want to give a quick shout out and a thank you to everyone who went to Facebook and joined our SoberShares podcast Facebook page. We started with 129 listeners two weeks ago. We had an additional 116 people join in the last few days, and our current total is 245. I would like to reach 300 members by the end of this week, so please, if you can, go to facebook.com and search Sober Shares Podcast and hit the request to join button, and I will approve you. I want to talk to you about the history of the show, where the ideas came from, where we are now, and where I'd like to take us in the future. Now I'd like to deliver on a promise I made to you at the end of the last episode, episode 41. I said I would divulge the original name of this podcast and give you a little background history about where the ideas and execution for the show came from. The original working title for this show was Sobriety Phoenix. 
as opposed to sober shares. I tried to get Sobriety Phoenix. I did get Sobriety Phoenix. I went to GoDaddy.com, purchased a domain, purchased a website, ordered business cards, and started to get down the road of execution on that. And then I found out that it just wasn't going to be a workable thing because somebody beat me to the punch and put some podcast up called Sobriety Phoenix and they published like five episodes and quit and the name was already taken and I started thinking about it. I was like, it's not really a great name because every time I tell somebody the name, they ask me what it means and I have to explain Greek mythology and anthology to them and tell them about the sobriety of the phoenix bird and how it risen from the ashes and create a new life and I was like oh dude half the people probably can't even spell sobriety and sobriety phoenix you know and I want to spell it out every time and so I just backed off of that and I started to research and research and research and I found a bunch of titles that I wanted but a lot were taken some of them were for sale there were some domain squatters out there selling titles and website domains for like five thousand dollars and I was like I don't want to pay five thousand dollars right now so why did I choose an airline window for the thumbnail that you guys see The photograph is what I'm talking about. Long story short, my grandfather was a titan in the airline industry for a very long time. So I've been around airplanes and airports and airport manufacturers like Boeing and McDonnell Douglas for years. My whole life, I've been around the aviation industry. Most of my family works in the aviation industry or has at some point. My grandfather's name was Lamar Muse. That's L-A-M-A-R, last name Muse, M-U-S-E. If you want to look him up, you can find out more about him. But that was my grandfather, my mother's dad. My mom has been on the podcast in the first year. I don't remember which episode, but my mom did come on here at some point and do an introduction for me. So shout out to moms. Another reason I chose the thumbnail of a photograph of a airline window is that I came up with the thumbnail while I was on an airplane looking out the window and taking pictures. And I thought, wow, that's, that's a pretty cool picture. I think that, uh, that might be something that I could use for the podcast. And so I quickly dragged that photo into a editing program and started to put the word sober shares podcast, alcohol recovery stories in there. And it looked good. So I was like, okay. And then I sized it correctly and used it for the podcast. Why and where did I get the idea to start the podcast? I've been a podcast consumer and fan for several years. I believe the first podcast I ever became aware of or listened to was one called Serial. It's a true crime podcast and I was enthralled with it and engaged with it and listened to all of it and I enjoyed it and it was free and all podcasts or most podcasts are free and I was like, yo, I like the price point, I like the content and I like the on-demand availability of it. Big fan of Joe Rogan, big fan of Dak Shepard, armchair expert, big fan of Smartless, also a big fan of The Moth. And then I started to get into podcasts that were recovery related, alcohol and drug recovery related. And as I listened to a few of those, I thought, hmm, I could do that. I'm pretty sure I could do that. And like I mentioned on the last episode, I feel like that I was born to do this. I went to Bradford College up in Boston, Massachusetts and got a radio, television, and film communications degree. And I feel like I was being trained to sit here in this chair behind this microphone and talk to you guys before this was even a thing, before podcasting was a thing, before the internet was a thing, before any of these things that are around now were a real part of our daily lives. And once they did become a real thing and I was aware of what they are I decided to lean into it and try to execute it and do one myself and 
I spent a couple of years really figuring out well, what would I call it and how would I do it and what would it be about and what would it look like and what would the questions be and what is a podcast and what kind of microphones would I use and what kind of recording deck do I need and what kind of editing software do I need. And I just had hundreds of questions. And to be honest with you, starting this thing up was a lot harder than I thought it was going to be. And it's taken a lot more work than I thought it was going to take. And it's carved out a much larger part of my life in the last year than I thought it was going to. If anybody ever asked me, hey, Mike, uh, is starting a podcast easy? I would say for me, no, it has not been easy. It's been challenging. It's been rewarding. There's different levels that you can do these things at. I wanted to execute this thing from the get-go, from the jump at the highest possible level of quality guests with quality sound, with quality settings, with quality editing, and quality execution. I wasn't trying to just buy a bunch of cheap equipment and record it on my iPhone and upload it to some site that was going to maybe get it on some distribution channels. That was not my vision. My vision was to create the number one podcast in the world for sobriety. That was my vision from the jump. The fact that we've had 40,000 downloads in our first year and the fact that I want to have the top-rated podcast in the world for sobriety is not a happy accident. It's not something that we just stumbled upon. I didn't. I don't have a happy-go-lucky story about, well, this is all a surprise to me because it wasn't and it isn't. I came into this thing with a clear vision of wanting to create a podcast that would reach out to the world, be super popular, and be super helpful. Now, I want to also let you know I did not do this for a bunch of reasons. I did not do this to get rich. I did not do this to get famous. And I did not do this to get powerful. But And by the way, I've attained none of those things. I have received some donations this year. But that's really helped me offset my operating expenses and costs. And I still have not caught up to where the amount of money that I've spent to, to run and maintain and purchase all the equipment I need to, to do this thing. So I'm still running at a deficit there. So if you could help us out with some donations, that would be great. That would just get me back to even at this point. I also haven't gotten famous doing this thing because I've remained anonymous. I haven't gotten powerful doing this thing because I don't even know what that means. I wouldn't even know how you would access or leverage power from a podcast. So just be assured that I'm doing this thing for the right reasons. And the only reason I'm doing this thing is for you and to help people. That's it, period. Hard stop. Nothing else to say. Just trying to create a platform for the world to where you can consume alcohol recovery stories one alcoholic interviewing another alcoholic, as well as featuring some speakers that will benefit you, the listener. I'm just trying to put some good out there in the world, and I really hope that you are enjoying the show. So please share it with your friends, family, colleagues, coworkers. Talk to them about it and let other people know what's going on. As far as like visions for the future, one of the things I'd love to do, and I have no idea how to do this, would be to get this show on the tablets that are in prisons and jails across the world. I know a lot of people across the world have access to tablets and they're able to have limited access to the internet and limited access to podcasts and shows and websites. I would love for this thing to be able to be added to some of those to help incarcerated individuals. So if you're out there, hit me up at Mike at com and let me know what I need to do to help you to make that happen. I'd really like to reach out into the incarcerated individuals. As far as how the development and execution of the show goes, I tried to do it on my own for a long time. I watched a lot of YouTube videos, uh, read a lot of blogs, went on a bunch of paid websites that talked about, you know, want to start a podcast? Do this, do this, do this. And I kind of self-educated myself as much as I could. 
One thing I did not do was talk to anybody that really had a podcast because I didn't know anybody that had a podcast. At one point, I did make a phone call when I was nearing my launch date to a guy that works here in North Texas that has a podcast, and I did speak to him, and his name's John M. So a special shout-out to John M. if you're out there listening, who did encourage me and make a couple of recommendations. I, I think I asked him about which editing software suites he uses, and I asked him a couple questions. And he was kind enough to take my phone call. So as I was starting to get ready to launch the show and take it to to market and kind of really get some more traction and move this thing forward, the worldwide pandemic of COVID-19 hit, and it slowed me down. And it slowed me down to almost a stop, but I was still thinking about it, and I still was talking about it, and I was still doing research. And that went on for, I mean, pretty much a couple years. I was really just kind of struggling a little bit. I don't even know if struggling is the right word. I was going slowly. I was making slow progress. At some point, I just got sick of telling everybody that I knew that I was going to be starting a podcast soon. And then one year turned into two years and I hadn't done it still. And I was like, Mike, at some point, you got to friggin' do this thing. You've been telling people you're going to start a podcast for a long time and you haven't done it yet. Dude, let's go. What's stopping you? And I was like, well, you want to know what's stopping me? A, B, C, D, E, F, G. This is what's stopping me. I don't know how to do these things. So I had to hire a podcast consultant and I paid this guy $50 an hour to sit down and talk to me. And his job was producing, editing, marketing, and recording podcasts. So in other words, he knew a lot more than I did. So I found out who he was. I went to his office in Addison, Texas. I sat down with him. His name's Mark. And I paid him $50 an hour cash to talk to me. He's like, what can I help you with? And I was like, you can, what can you help me with? Sit down, brother. I got a bunch of stuff you can help me with. So I went in there and I was like, how do I do this? He said that. I was like, how do I do this? He said, do this. I was like, how do I do this? He's like, don't do that. And so anyways, he kind of ran me through all these things. And he kind of pushed me through the probably the last 10% of things that I needed to get through and decode before I was able to get ready and launch this thing worldwide. So I did that with Mark, got to the point where I was ready to roll, and I started to acquire everything I needed. Um, I did not want to buy a new computer, but it turns out I needed to buy a new computer. So I had to do that in Nebraska Furniture Mart. Then I believe I went on eBay and bought the Rodecaster Pro. Then I bought the pod mics made by Rode, and I bought the Adobe Audition um, editing suite of software, which is a paid monthly subscription. Then I bought the website. Then I um, domain I bought, and then I had to buy um, a subscription to host my website, and then I had to build my website. There was a lot of moving parts, y'all. I can't tell you how many untold hundreds of hours I put into this thing to, to get us where we are today, but it's been uh, it's been a pleasure, and I've been doing it for you, working on your behalf, trying to get this thing rolling. And now that it is rolling, it's great. It is really, really great. There are things that I want us to, to move to in the future. Like, what's my vision for the show? My vision for the show is I would like to travel, physically travel with my microphones and my recording deck and my physical body. And go to other locations and uh, interview people in person. I'd like to go to Los Angeles. I'd like to go to Salt Lake. I'd like to go to England. I'd like to go to Ireland. I'd like to go to China, Japan, whatever. It doesn't matter. Mexico, it doesn't even matter. I want to move. I want to travel with my equipment. I want to sit down with people and I want to interview people face-to-face. Because I feel like that there's two reasons I want to do that. One, because... I feel like when you do an interview with somebody on Zoom, I'm not knocking the other people that do this, but for me, when I listen to a podcast and somebody has got a guest on that's a Zoom call or a telephone call, I can tell the difference audio-wise. And I'm not trying to bring you guys 
cheap or substandard audio quality. Like I told you, I feel like the two things that I can control as a podcaster are the guests, which are the content, and the audio quality, which is why I bought the most expensive high-end stuff that I could get. So I'm trying to control those two variables. And I feel like if I go in person, I can do that and record the best quality content for you. What are these trips going to look like? I think they're going to be four to five day ventures. I'd like to execute three, four or five interviews in a row, only one per day. Cause I, I don't think I can do more than one per day. These things take a lot out of me emotionally. You listen to the episodes, you know, what's up. I mean, these are real deep dive talks. And so I don't think that I could do more than one a day, but I'd like to, to do it. I'd like to take this thing on the road and get going and go out there in the highways and byways of the world and start interviewing people in other areas that are willing to talk to me. So we'll talk more about that later. I'd like to create more content for you and can keep producing as many episodes as I can on a um, basis of production, which will be pleasing to you and to me. I'm also considering at some point doing some live shows, some live recordings where we rent out a space. Uh, I bring all my equipment. I bring a guest, maybe a musical act or two, and we record a live show. But more will be revealed on that. Back to the travel thing. I was talking about getting the show on the road. I will need help with that. I'll need financial help with that because I just will. I'm going to need plane tickets. I'm going to need a hotel. I'm going to need a place to stay while I'm in these said locations. So I'm going to need a benefactor. I don't know who that's going to be. I don't know where you are or what you're doing right now, but maybe you're listening to the show and you are in a position to help me out and I need help. So I'm asking for it. You guys don't know what I'm thinking or what I'm wanting to do without me communicating that and telling you. So I don't expect you to guess what's in my head. I'm telling you what's in my head. I want to do these travel shows and I want to go to particular locations, but I'm going to need help for the hotel and the airline tickets. Another thing I would like to announce is we're going to have a theme song contest for the show. And that starts now. You can submit your theme songs for Sober Shares podcast to Mike at SoberShares.com. I'm looking for any kind of musical talent you may have, whether it's songwriting, instrument playing, whatever you got. But I need music for the intro and I need music for the outro. So email me at mike at SoberShares.com with your submissions. I'm going to pay $200 to the winner of the contest. And that is going to be something that I would be purchasing from you. So so basically the $200 prize is going to be like my fee to you. I'm going to be buying the song from you. And I want to use it on future episodes. And I'm going to play all the submissions that we get on the show. So if you've got some talent out there, let me hear you. Mike at SoberShares.com, $200 for the winner. And I'm going to be needing a theme song for the show. And you can write anything you want. I need an intro and an outro and even just maybe a song. Like, I don't know all about music. I don't know a lot about music, so it's hard for me to tell you and give you a lot of directions. But if you want to put words to it, that would be cool. If you want to make it an instrumental, that would work. I'm just looking to get some submissions and maybe we'll get one, two, none, or a bunch of submissions. I would really like to hear what you guys got out there that are musically inclined and musically talented. I mean, I would even consider a rap song. I would consider a country music song. I would consider a rock song, heavy metal, um, pop, whatever, dude. It just doesn't even matter. I just want to hear what you got, whatever genre you're into. Put something together for me. Send it to Mike at SoberShares.com. I can take it in an MP3 format or a WAV format because I'll just convert the WAV file to an MP3. But I really would prefer MP3. 
last thing I want to talk to you about today is what I've learned doing this. The last year of my life plus, I've learned that everybody has a story and everybody's story is interesting and everybody's story is valuable. I've been hearing these recovery stories, like I said, in, in recovery meetings for decades. And I really want to bring those stories of hope and inspiration and struggle and victory and just the whole gamut of the human experience directly to you via these shows. So that's really what I'm aiming to do. I've learned that people are fragile and also strong. I've learned how to be a better listener during this process. I've learned how to really remain very silent while other people are talking and just allow them the space and bandwidth and time to to get their story out and to be patient and provide a loving and kind and safe environment for them to do that in which is what I think this studio looks like and is all about. If you go on our Sober Shares podcast Facebook page, you can see photographs of the studio and what it looks like, and it's really nice. There's a crystal chandelier. I have oriental rugs. I've got a beautiful glass table, all kinds of pretty decorations. There's a park behind the studio where people walk their dog and exercise. I mean, it's really, there's statues everywhere. I mean, it's a, I mean, it's really nice. There's art, I have art all over the place, so... It's a really cool place. So if you ever wondered what it looks like where we record these shows, please go to Sober Shares Podcast Facebook page and you can see all of that. One thing I want to talk about real quick before we get out of here is the length and the duration of these shows. They've been much longer and much more in-depth than I thought they would be because I don't want to cut somebody off at an hour. My original vision was to have these shows last for an hour and then get in and get out. Just like a recovery meeting, most recovery meetings are an hour. Well, that has certainly not happened. They've all been much, much longer. And so I've just decided to lean into that and let that be and let these podcasts run for a very, very long time, a la Joe Rogan's podcast, a la Howard Stern's interviews. I mean, these are long-form, deep-dive interviews. And so it may not be for everyone, but if it's for you, you're going to dig it. And it's something that I feel like we get to go several levels deep within people's personal experience and really grind and get into and uncover and discover a lot about these people and their stories. Another thing I don't want to do is just stop somebody from sharing and be like, oh, we're running out of time. Let's just, uh, we'll, cut, we'll have you back again for part two. I just don't want to do that. And I don't want to split the episodes up into part ones and part twos. I just, I just don't want to do any of that. I just want to keep them clean, keep them in their original form, put them together, edit them down, and broadcast them, and you guys can consume them and enjoy them. Well, that's all I have for today. I just wanted to thank you for being out there and being a part of the Sober Shares family. I want to tell you I love you. I want to tell you I care about you, and I want to let you know I'm out there working for you on your behalf, protecting one of your most valuable assets, which is time. Time is a super valuable asset, and I don't want to waste your time or my time with a poor quality episode, an inferior quality episode, or anything that's not top-notch, because I feel like you deserve that. If nobody's told you I love you today, I do. I care about you. Let's keep going. Let's keep pushing. Let's keep building this platform called the Sober Shares Podcast Experience and moving it down the road into the future, bigger, stronger, faster. Love you guys. Have a great one. Bye.